You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, Friday edition of the show. Got a great show for today. Uh, The Grizzlies have been uh, quite a crazy past few days for the Grizzlies. Uh, We're going to talk about all that today. Uh, We'll touch on a little bit of everything, uh, but most importantly, this, uh, the trade that happened uh, on Thursday, the Grizzlies trade Marshawn Brooks and Wayne Selden for uh, Justin Holiday. They also include two unprotected uh, second round picks. Uh, So we're going to talk about Justin Holiday mainly in this show, Uh, really try to break it down a little bit more, uh, try to figure out how many minutes he might get, where he might fit in with the Grizzlies, uh, and just kind of talk about more with him as a player more about him as a player, um, kind of as a, as a big picture player and kind of what he's done and what, uh, what are the, you know, kind of how he plays, what you can expect to see from Justin Holiday as a Grizzly. Uh, in the last segment of the show, we're going to talk with David Cobb, uh, Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal. He stopped by to, uh, talk to me just for a few minutes, uh, about the trade and, uh, the, the, the fight between Caspi and, uh, and Garrett Temple. He was at practice on Thursday. I uh, was able to talk to some people, had some good insight about uh, J.B. Bickerstaff as well. Um, so th- there are a lot of things to, to talk about. Let's start with Justin Holiday uh, and this trade uh, that the Grizzlies made on Thursday. They're sending out Wayne Selden and Marshawn Brooks. Uh, first of all, let's talk about you know the, the first kind of question I had and when was probably with uh, we have a Slack channel with all of our uh, with Grizzly Bear Blues and we just kind of talk about different stuff, especially with breaking news and uh, and 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 one of the biggest questions I posed to I guess uh, the staff as a whole was uh, where does where does Justin Holiday come in for you right away? Does he slot in? I'm sure he doesn't slot in as the starting two guard right away. Um, you assume that he would, you know, he would grab Wayne Selden's minutes uh, to start. Uh, you would assume that he would grab whatever Wayne Selden and Marshawn Brooks minutes to start. Obviously, that's who they shipped off for him. Um, but what else does he get? Uh, let's, you know, he's aver- this is a guy that's averaging 35, 36 minutes a game. He has a couple games lately where he's playing 38 minutes and 40 minutes a game. He is most assuredly not going to get that. So what what does he do? What does that look like for the Grizzlies? Um, let's take a look at the, the the past few, the past games for Marshawn Brooks minutes. Just just talking purely minutes for him. Uh, the past couple weeks, uh, last last uh, against Detroit, he didn't play. Against Houston, he had two minutes and forty nine seconds. Uh, three games before that, he had a DNP. Uh, he last he played at the Sacramento. He had a couple minutes of Sacramento. Uh, the last game he really played was at Golden State. Played 20 minutes. That was a lot of garbage time. Um, Houston 13 minutes. Miami 15 minutes. Portland 17 minutes. Um, but as of late, has hasn't really played as of late. So Wayne Stone has, has been the guy that's spread that has had Bickerstaff's. Uh, I guess. Um, He's been the one that's been favored, but even even Wayne Selden in the in the past few games, uh, five minutes against Detroit, four minutes against Houston, six minutes against Boston, twelve minutes against Cleveland, eighteen minutes against uh, the Lakers, sixteen minutes against Sacramento, Portland eight minutes, 
Golden State three minutes, Houston eight minutes, Miami ten minutes, Portland seventeen minutes. So it has been a bit of a uh, mismatch of a second unit or second unit guard, I guess, rotation. So um, the one thing that Justin Holiday does right away is he, he kind of solidifies that. Um, you know, he kind of basically cements himself as the guard off the bench because JB Bickerstaff has, you know, neither Marshawn or Wayne has been. Uh, has been consistent. And so, uh, he kind of cements himself at least right away off the bench as that starting or is that, that, that two guard off the bench, him and Dylan Brooks kind of give you that wing rotation, uh, right away that you don't really have to think about. That's just something that's going to happen. So, um, I think you can, you can right away slot, um, you can right away slot Justin Holiday in for, for 18 minutes a game. Um, you know, you have Shelvin Mack playing, uh, you know, he was playing 13, 14 minutes a game. He played 22 the last uh, against Detroit, mainly because Mike was hurt. But, you know, he gives you kind of a second option, I guess, if you will, uh, for that wing off the bench um, that you don't have to think about. You know that in the six-minute mark or five-minute mark of the first quarter, Dylan Brooks and, and Justin Holiday are going to be your guys off the bench. Uh, Jamaka Green is going to be your third big. Uh, and I think you can probably even solidify the rotation even tighter than that. I mean, you can probably say, okay, Omri Caspi is going to be, you know, the third, you know, or third wing or the fourth big or however you want to call it. Um, and Shovel Mack's going to be your backup point guard. If you moved, you know, Shovel Mack plays a lot of backup, uh, a lot of minutes at the at the backup shooting guard, basically because of that weird rotation and haven't. And I think that's because. JB hasn't really had anybody that he's been able to go to and say this is this is what it is. So even if you move Shelvin's minutes to uh just back at point guard, you you uh can carve out a few more minutes for Justin Holiday. So I think the Grizzlies, you know, should really look into if they if they look into solidifying their starting lineup minutes to basically thirty Garrett Temple is averaging like way too many minutes. He He's like 37, 38 minutes a, a night. You bring Garrett Temple back down to 30, um, <clears throat> and you, you leave Jaron at 30, 32, Kyle 30, 32. You, you leave all your starters around 30 to 33 minutes. You know, some are going to play more depending on the matchup. If they're playing well, they're going to get more minutes. Some might get a little bit less, but if you average them around 30 to 32 minutes, um, you can put Jamichael in at 20, 21 minutes you can put Dylan Brooks in or excuse me you can yeah you can put Dylan Brooks in you can put Jamaica Green in at, at 20 Dylan Brooks in at 18 Justin Holiday 18 or or some combination of those guys getting anywhere from 18 to 22 minutes a night um, and then you look at uh, you, the other people odd, odd people out for minutes are uh, going to be Shelvin Mack, uh, Armie Cosby, Joe Kim Noah and then the Wayne Seldon was taking up those really spot minutes. So you have about, let's see, you have five, five, about third, about another, probably have another 15 to 16 minutes you can distribute. So, um, would you, you can, you could honestly play, you know, Justin holiday, 25 minutes, Dylan Brooks, 20 minutes, Jamaka Green, 20 to 22 minutes, um, and still play Shelvin Mack 14 minutes as a backup point guard. And that's it. There's no reason to play Joe Kimnoa four minutes a night. There's zero reason to play Omri Caspi four minutes a night. Um, you know, if you wanted to put Omri Caspi in there as your uh, as your tenth guy, uh, you could, and you could put him at 14 minutes and, and bring Jamichael Shelvin or Jamichael Dillon and Justin down to 20 to 22 minutes apiece. That's possible, but you have to shorten the rotation. You have to just know this is your rotation. I mean, uh, the Grizzlies and JB have gone for so long with just just 
he's just searching, just trying to find uh, different stuff. And I think that starts obviously with having a guard off the bench, having a kind of that backup person, backup six, seventh man that you just, you don't even know who it's going to be every night. You, cause you don't know who kind of has the hot hand. And um, he has this idea that he's going to play whoever's hot. And that was just kind of, I think he said that during the you know, beginning of the year, just because he didn't know what else to do. Cause there, you know, no, no guy had really said, okay, this is my spot. Um, and you have someone like a Justin holiday come in and you could say, this is my spot. This is my backup shooting guard. And he's going to, uh, continue to play. And you never know if he comes in and starts lighting up and, and starts to play like the player he could potentially be. Um, you could see Garrett Temple fall back into that spot, but I think they like what Garrett Temple's doing too much on this in the starting unit with Mark and Mike and, and Kyle. And I think they, they like what the, the defense he provides. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I think that Justin has a chance to say, you know, JB has a chance to have a guard that he knows what he's going to, he knows the guard he's playing every night in that seven, six, seven spot. He knows the first two or three guys off the bench are going to be, uh, Justin, Jermichael Green, and Dylan Brooks. And that's it. And beyond that, you know, and Shelvin Mack, you know, is going to, he, he's going to play Shelvin Mack no matter what. I don't know if there's a, there's a, the only way you're going to get JB not to play Shelvin Mack is a trade Shelvin Mack. That's it. Um, but, you know, th- there's, there's an argument to be made uh, if you want Javon Carter playing those Shelvin Mack minutes, and, and, it's, and it's a rightful argument. I don't know, again, how much worse you could possibly be with a Javon Carter taking Shelvin Mack's minutes. Um, so that's probably how it's going to shake up uh, just as far as the rotation. Um, you know, he'll definitely get the, the minutes from Wayne and, and Marshawn. Uh, you'll probably steal some minutes from, uh, you know, hopefully he'll steal some minutes from Shelvin Mack as uh, Shelvin Mack was playing some of him, some of his minutes as the shooting guard, backup shooting guard. So he'll actually steal some of those. So you're coming and looking right away at least 15 to 17 minutes a game. But I'd, I'd beg to think he would probably pay more, uh, play more, especially if uh, JB shortens the rotation and kind of gets a little tighter because he has to. You know, you have to put your best players on the floor. There's no reason uh, to be going out there and playing Joe Kim Noah and and before Wayne Stone and Marshawn Brooks. They're just not good at basketball. Um, so hopefully that that solidifies that for him and makes it a little easier going forward. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about Justin Holiday as a player and what he kind of what he does good, what he doesn't do well, what you kind of kind of expect uh, from him on, as a Grizzly. And the last thing, like I said, David Cobb, um, beat writer for the Grizzlies uh, for the commercial appeal. We'll talk to him in that third segment. His thoughts on it as well. Welcome back to the show. We Justin Holiday is an interesting player. Um, he's a guy that, on the surface, you. I think I think everybody on the surface is saying, "Is this a good trade?" I think it's too much. Like I said in the in the emergency podcast that we did, I think it's too much for Justin Holiday. I think two picks, two players is just it's too too, too just too, too much. Um, I understand that they're getting a bidding war and they, they, uh, they have to, I understand if you're getting to a bidding war and this is what you have to have because, uh, you want the player, you've got to put these two, two second round picks in it. It's whatever. I mean, that's fine if, if that's how you see it, but you know, there are other players that are, that are basically like Justin Holiday. You have the Kelly Oubre they tried to get last, last week, which I think would have been a much much better get. I would be much more comfortable giving the giving this package away for Kelly Oubre just because he's he's younger. Uh, he's a restricted free agent. Uh, Justin Holiday is twenty nine already. He's unrestricted. They do have his early bird rights, um, but beyond that, that's it. Uh, and so you could possibly 
you could possibly look up in the summer and you could lose Justin Holiday for nothing. You could have given away, you know, yes, you could see whatever you think about second rounders. And that's a different conversation. Second round picks, I think are valuable. They, they are used to facilitate trades. Obviously this is a, this is a very, um, there's very much a, a, a scenario where they use second rounders to facilitate, to facilitate a trade. They're used to facilitate, facilitate a trade. There are a lot of good players in the NBA that, are second rounders. I mean, look, Dylan Brooks is a good NBA player. So, uh, yes, while it is harder to get legit NBA players in the second round, I still think they're assets. I don't think it's just something you could just say, okay, don't worry about it. Um, so, so this trade, I think ultimately remains to be seen if it's it's viewed as good or bad, because I think if he walks in the summer, I think it's, it's a totally different story. I think that's probably from my perspective, I think it's probably not great. I mean, you, you, you throw away some assets, uh, again, uh, to try to make this team better right away, uh, cause you're trying to maximize Marcus all and Mike Conley, which as long as this front office is, 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 is in charge, that's what they're going to do. And it, and it cements my belief even further. They have no interest in trading away Marcus all absolutely zero because they're, they're constantly trying to make this team better right away to try to, to maximize Mark and Mike and continuing to mortgage their future. Whatever you think about second round picks, it's still at the same time. Um, if it, if it doesn't pan out and, and Justin Holiday gets an offer from someone else and he just takes it, um, you know, it's still a situation where you lose assets for nothing. Um, I do think they'll make it a priority, obviously to sign Justin Holiday or you wouldn't, you wouldn't make this deal. Um, I do think they'll be able to with his early bird rates. I think they'll be able to retain him. Um, I, I do uh, wonder if it's, you know, you, you do wonder obviously if it's going to work out because he's, he's another, uh, he's a guy on the, probably the, uh, the back end of his career. Uh, and, and largely and once those guys get to that, that age, you, you kind of are what you are. You kind of seen that with, uh, with Marshawn Brooks, you, you kind of are what you are and it's, it's kind of difficult to change. Um, but, but, but just talking about cl- clearly just playing basketball play. I mean, this is a guy who's averaging, you know, 11 points and, and right around 35 minutes and 35 minutes. Um, just taking a look at some of his past game logs. It's, it's not, um, and, 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 and keep in mind when, I, when we're going through all this, keep in mind that he was on a very, very bad Chicago Bulls basketball team, just atrocious basketball team. So, um, so yeah, it does, it does that skew the numbers sometimes? Sure. Um, but we're, we're going to still going to go, I'm going to go through the past couple game logs and just look at what kind of what is output, uh, you're getting from someone like Justin holiday, uh, and the amount of minutes he's playing. So last, the last game he played 26 minutes, he, he had, um, uh, three points and four assists. Uh, the game before that, he had four, almost 40 minutes. He had 11 points, uh, three fouls, four steals, four assists. And, um, I want to, excuse me, four, four, yeah, four steals and four rebounds, excuse me. Um, book game before that was Washington. Uh, he had 10 points in 38 minutes, three assists, three steals, 29 minutes, tw- the game before that, 29 minutes, two points, three rebounds, one assist, two blocks. Uh, game before that, Cleveland, 34 minutes, 15 points, five rebounds. Game before that, 36 point, 36 minutes, 11 points. Then a game before that, 34 minutes, three points, 29 minutes, two point, or 29 minutes, nine points, 41 minutes, eight points, 38 minutes, eight, 18 points. You get what I'm saying? Uh, he's got, he has a he has a very large, a very large minute load. And the output of that is is minimal sometimes. So it, it does. It is a question that is going to be have 
be answered very quickly when he gets to the Grizzlies is if he goes for, because he's not getting 38 minutes a night. He's not even getting 35. He's not even getting 30 minutes a night on this team. If you go from, you know, playing 38 minutes, 35 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, you know, averaging 35 minutes a game and you, and you're only putting in five, nine, two, 10, 11 points per game. Uh, what does that do when your, your input of when your when your minutes come down to 22 to 25 minutes game, when you're getting 10, 12, you know, less minutes a game, what does that do to your output as a whole? Um, you know, does, does that change you from 11 points per game to eight? Um, you know, now I, I don't know. I mean, if, if that's a big deal or not, but it is something to watch out to look to look for. It's something to definitely uh, understand. Uh, now, if it's consistent, you know, if it's a consistent eight points, if it's a consistent nine points or seven points, or if you just know uh, when we put Justin Holiday on the floor for twenty two minutes, he's going to give us get us seven points. That's still okay. It's not terrible. It's it's still okay. Uh, it's just the consistent play that you want off the bench, and so that's the biggest problem with obviously with bench players is it's getting that consistent play, um, and 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 that also could be just the style of play. I mean, it, there's a lot of factors that kind of go into that. So um, Justin Holiday shoots the best when he is standing still in a catch and shoot situation. He doesn't do well off the dribble. He hardly takes any shots off the dribble. Uh, he hardly takes any shots coming off of screens. Uh, his best scenario is catch and shoot threes, especially from uh, I think it, the, the the stat is three to four uh, feet open or two to three feet open. Uh, so that's that is the play you're getting. He's a standstill shooter. He's a, a, a he is a, a very good defensive player. So the you know we'll see if the plus is that way. The minus is there. I think they do. I think the Grizzlies play. Uh, hopefully they play a better style offense than the than the Bulls have run for him. And hopefully he is not allowed to be that main guy. And I think that's all probably another. Uh, Probably another issue with him is he's maybe being asked to do a little too much there. Uh, whereas with the Grizzlies, he can literally just stand still. And if uh, you know Mike Conley or Jaron Jackson or whomever is in a pick and roll, he can be in the corner. And as long as he's there, as long as he can, you know, is open, he can probably make them. So um, you know, maybe that that come, goes into a different situation with him standing still in the corner. And then you you have a guy on defense who is top six in the NBA in steals, averaging almost two steals per game. Just insane number so that also gives you some flexibility for end of game so it'll be interesting to look out for so so those are some of the things to watch to watch for him as a player um it gives you some interesting lineups for end of game situations with him as a defensive player you can maybe put him out there and shut a shelving mac uh there there are tons of the there are tons of ways to go about this and so uh we'll see what jb does uh, as he moves forward and gets justin holiday into the grizzlies i don't think he'll be available tomorrow for uh as i'm recording this tonight on thursday night i don't think he'll be tomorrow available tomorrow for the um the game against the nets but uh there has been nothing uh, out yet about that from the grizzlies side of things uh no presser has been a schedule for chris wallace or anything like that so uh we'll keep you up to date as we hear things uh but coming up in the next segment david cobb beat writer for the uh, commercial appeal for the grizzlies joins me to talk about this trade and more stay tuned Welcome back to the show. Uh, we have David Cobb, the beat writer for the Commercial Pill. Uh, thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a crazy uh, 24 hours or so in, in Grizzlies world, but happy to take a few minutes. 
Yeah, man. Like you said, Grizzlies have had an insane, not even 24 hours. It feels like, uh, I guess like 20 hours. Uh, we, we, you and I both sat in the press conference last night and waited on JB to get there and look defeated as, as, as hell when he got there, uh, talked to the, the only two players available. And then here we are, uh, we're, we're recording this at like eight o'clock on Thursday night for the Friday show, but here we are and the Grizzlies are just now, uh, trade Marshawn Brooks, Wade Selden. And I think it's two, unprotected second round picks for Justin Holiday. Your your thoughts on the trade right away? Yeah, initial thoughts are it kind of makes sense from my from my perspective. Uh it was clear that they were willing to get rid of Wayne Selden and Marshawn Brooks uh because fair or not it, it was apparent that neither one of those guys were really going to be able to carve out a steady role in this locker room. And you got to wonder about how the way things went down uh, with the failed trade involving those guys, kind of how bought in and how invested and how uh, valued they felt um, after all that. So uh, not shocked at who was involved from the Grizzlies' side. And, and I think Kelly Oubre would have been a more intriguing get in a trade. But uh, uh, Holiday brings something that I think the Grizzlies can use. I mean, he's he's a 3-and-D guy, you know. He's not going to single-handedly right everything that's gone wrong the last several weeks. But, I mean, he's a, a piece they can use. So. Given that they didn't really give up much, um, I think it's a decent deal for where this team is right now. Do you think that uh, – do, do you have any uh, – I, I guess some people view second-round picks differently. I guess some people say, duh, they're whatever. Some people uh, view them as something that is of value. Uh, does that – I personally – I think I said this already on Twitter, but I personally – and on the, and the emergency podcast I just did, I think that – Two second-round picks and two players are too much for Justin Holiday, but I do understand they were probably in a bidding war, and that's just what it had to take to get them, get the player they wanted. Like you said, they already had two players they were already moving off of anyway. But do you view second-round picks as assets or just, uh, or just not really much of anything? I don't think of them as assets so much. I think of them as just you know shots into the wind. Every once in a while, you're going to land a Dylan Brooks who you think can help you long term, but a lot of the times you're not going to get anything of. of of any value. I think you're better off. A safer bet is, is an off season veteran minimum acquisition. Uh, you know, you're, you're more likely to get something out of an acquisition like that than you are out of a second round pick. Now it, it's, it's a, you know, higher risk, higher reward with the second round pick because, you know, you can get one like Dylan Brooks, who turns out to be pretty good, but on the whole, overall, I don't have a big problem with giving up a second round pick. Now if they give up a first round pick, then, then we've got issues, you know, uh, but but giving up a second round pick is not something I don't I don't view that as you know as as a as a big giveaway for these Grizzlies. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the, the Grizzlies are are possibly re-signing Justin Holiday. Obviously, he is going to be a free agent this year. I would assume that those are their plans to try to re-sign him. Um, but the, the Grizzlies, like like we mentioned, have had a crazy past twenty four hours. There had been a altercation between Garrett Temple and Omri Caspi uh, last night in the locker room. You at practice today. Did you did you learn anything new there? Uh, talking to the players there. Well, my initial gut reaction when I walked into the forum for practice today was, "Oh crap! I should have put in a photo assignment for this practice just in case either of these guys had like visible scars <laughs> from what transpired." Uh, but I was, uh, you know, I, neither one of them did. You know, there were no visible signs of any. Injury. They're both listed. They're, they're neither one of them is listed on the injury report for the game against the Nets. So uh, they both practiced. They both pretty much said the right things afterwards. Garrett very much so. He very much said, 
you know, the right things and, and did his part to put the whole thing to bed. Omri was a little more ornery, I think. I mean, he wasn't very apologetic. He just sort of said that, it, you know, it is what it is. We should keep it in the locker room. We'll move on, and let's hope we can take our frustrations out on our opponents now. You know, he wasn't very conciliatory necessarily, but Garrett certainly was. JB certainly was. And I guess the thing that struck me more than anything from, from, the, uh, from the day uh, was just how – JB talks in in such a long term sense. I mean, he did this before the game uh, against the Pistons, and he did it again today uh, before pra- or after practice, where he's talking about a three year plan. He's using the word program almost as if he's a college coach to talk about what they're building here. And I think that's interesting because to me, that's indicative of a coach who doesn't really feel a whole lot of heat. That's indicative of a coach who feels like the front office has invested in him for the long term. So. Uh, you know, more than any fallout from the fight, a big picture takeaway that I took from the day was was just that 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 JB is sort of you know viewing this in a long term lens. That is interesting, but you know, for a guy that I guess from the outside looking in, people you, you see the loss and you immediately just think JB, and I think there are bigger issues um, and with this team. Uh, on a larger scale than just JB. And I'm actually right, putting some together for Grizzly Bear Blues tonight on that very thing. But uh, what do you think the larger issues, what, what are the biggest problems with this Grizzlies team? JB, JB has had weird rotations in a, probably a bad month, but just bigger overall issues. Yeah, with this year's team, the, the issue that I see, and I'm open for debate on this if others see it differently, but just being around this locker room, being around this team, having – followed the franchise for a long time one thing that that i kind of see is a is a leadership void and this is i've made this point before so apologies if anyone's read it or heard it or, or sick of hearing it from me but this is kind of something that i've i've said the last week or so that i think it is really being manifested right now is that this is the first season where mike conley and mark gasol have been simultaneously healthy and zach randolph and tony allen have not been part of the team so these are guys who, at age 31 and, and 33, are having to learn a new leadership style uh, because, because of that fact, uh, because Zach and Tony were the guys who could get in your face. They were the guys who were going to get that crowd going, who were going to get that bench going, who were going to turn the momentum of games uh, with the plays that they made and the emotion they brought to the floor and to the locker room, um, and sometimes to card games on the airplane. And <laughs> Now they don't have that anymore. And so maybe what we're seeing is a guy like Garrett Temple trying to step up and fill that void. Uh, Temple's a well-respected veteran in the league. He probably assumed Mike and Mark would be the vocal leaders on this team. Maybe they haven't been, uh, but Mark has, has pledged now to be more vocal going forward. Mike acknowledged some of the challenges in that regard with the, the leadership and um, I think it's going to require their big guns to step up and be their big guns and Mike and Mark going forward. Yeah, I mean, you're asking, you know, you're asking two quiet and passive guys to to be someone who they're not, and I'm I'm largely of the mind that you can't really change people who the way people lead, uh, people who are are who they are, and they largely don't change for for much of any reason. So uh, you're asking two guys of Mike and Mark, two passive guys, to do something that they've have never done before, like you mentioned, and just probably aren't comfortable with. And so it is a very different dynamic, and that's that's the sense I get as well. It's just a very strange. Uh, leadership dynamic with this team that is just uh, very, I think, brand new for both Mike and Mark, like you mentioned. Uh, but I do want to get get you out of here. One last thing about this Justin Holiday, Justin Holiday trade. Do you think that 
you think Justin Holiday comes in and, and starts right away? Do they, they keep him in the reserves and try to boost the uh, secondary offense? Yeah, I think he'll be a reserve. I think he'll come off the bench. He's started a, a ton of games the last two seasons for the Bulls. The Bulls aren't very good. Uh, so I think that's had something to do with it. But maybe over time, you know, the Grizzlies can develop a nice little uh, three-man rotation at the at the uh, the two and the three uh, with uh, Kyle. Well, well, pro- probably what's going to happen, I would imagine, is that essentially he's uh, Holiday's going to get Wayne Feltz minutes right out of the gate, and then they'll build it from there. And maybe you know you're looking at something where. Kyle Anderson's minutes can come down a little bit. Garrett Temple, who's playing a career high in minutes, his minutes can come down a little bit. Uh, and the more you see from Holiday Moore, maybe the more they'll work him in there. And because you mentioned at the top of the, of the segment, this is can essentially be a tryout for Justin Holiday. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies want to re-sign him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think they're going to give him a real shot. Uh, I don't think they make this move without it. This team is obviously in need of a jolt. I think they'll start out getting Wayne Sheldon's minutes, and I think it'll increase from there. Uh, because this team needs something. It needs a spark of some sort, and Justin Holiday is not going to save your season, but maybe he can kind of tip the scales back in the right direction. And I know that said I was that was I know that said that was the last question for you, but this really is the last one. Uh, you're looking at Justin Holiday's stats, averaging 11 points for the Bulls. Like you mentioned, are a very very bad team. Does that concern you at all that he's not able to get more points on such a? I mean, usually you know on bad teams, usually. You have guys that have inflated stats. You saw Dylan Brooks last year with the Grizzlies, who are a very bad team, had some inflated stats, and now this year is a very different uh, result. I mean, he's still a good player, but it's just different. Uh, does that concern you at all that he's able to only you know, put in 11, 12 points a game uh, for a really bad Bulls team? Uh, I mean, because like I said, you've got younger guys, right, who they're probably deferring to or running their offense through. I mean, uh, so the, the no, it doesn't concern me so much. Maybe it would if he didn't bring much else to the table. But I, I think what probably has the Grizzlies really turned on to Justin Holiday is uh, his his steals and his defense. He's averaging uh, 2.2 steals, uh, or excuse me, 1.8 steals per game th- this season. Uh, so that's he fits with the defensive identity in that regard, and he's knocking down you know 36, 37 percent of his three pointers. So yeah. Th- He's not going to come in and provide a huge offensive punch. Maybe you'd like him to to be scoring a little more for the Bulls, but they they're obviously prioritizing their younger players and and their 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 future pieces right now anyway. So um, you know it could be a situation where he comes in and, and the per thirty six minute scoring actually remains the same or maybe even increases a little bit uh, in Memphis over where it is with Chicago right now for him since he'll be coming in off that bench unit, which is a group that, you know, that needs an offensive punch. So not a huge concern since he does bring more to the table uh, than just offense, but uh, something to watch for sure. David Cobb, beat writer for the Grizzlies at the Commercial Appeal. Appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, Let's do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again to David Cobb from the Commercial Appeal. Uh, beat writer, uh, he's doing a great job. Make sure you go read his stuff over at commercialappeal.com. Uh, fantastic and very, very insightful. I mean, he has some things that he was at practice, was able to give us some insight on. So um, really appreciate him stopping by. I know he was very busy. Obviously, we did that right after, right after that trade happened. We recorded that, and he was able to take some time and, and talk on me, even though he, I know he had deadlines and other things. So, again, shout out to David for, for stopping by. Uh, we'll have him back soon to talk more Grizzly stuff. As always, make sure you're following the show on Twitter. Twitter at Locked on Grizz. Make sure you're following, the, uh, following me on Twitter at King underscore producer. Uh, make sure you go like the Facebook page now. We got that up and running, facebook.com slash Locked on Grizzlies. Or if you just want to have a question for me, 
LockedOnGrizz at gmail.com. Make sure you're getting your questions in. This is your this is your reminder, last reminder of the weekend. Get your questions in from Monday Mailbag. You can ask me anything. I'm opening up to questions because we only had one question last week, so I'm opening up to whatever. You ask me whatever you want, I'll answer it. Uh, it can be about my life. It can be about Burgess' basketball. It can be literally whatever you want, and I will answer that question coming up on the Monday Mailbag. You can, you can DM those to me. You can send me a message on Facebook or just send me an email at LockedOnGrizz at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe in iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, doesn't matter, or you can just simply go to LockedOnGrizzlies.com.